Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. Yes, that's so wonderful. Two young people decided or have decided, I want to follow Jesus. And that's so great. And especially in baptism, we showed us it's no longer I that liveth. Our old life is gone, is being drowned in the water. That's how Paul puts it very clearly. And we want to practice this this morning as well. And the Lord will bless you. And from now on, you will see the Lord will be with you. And beside that, um, we have got a special day today. Who knows what day it is today? Who said this? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. You know what, it, what day it is? When Jesus went into Jerusalem. And I want to read the scripture in Luke chapter 19 verse 41 to 44. When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known in this day even you the things which make for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side. And they will level you to the ground and your children, that means the inhabitants of Jerusalem, without you. And they will not leave one, they will not leave in you one stone upon Another, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. And another scripture we're going to read in Luke chapter 13, verses, verses 34 and 35. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together just as a hen gathered her brood under her wings and you would not have it. Behold, your house is left to you desolate and I say to you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank the Lord that your word is true and what you said, O oh Lord Jesus, comes to pass and will come to pass. Lord, I thank you and I pray especially for this morning. Lord, I pray that you will give grace to speak your word and grace to listen to your word and also grace to act upon your wonderful word, the wonderful name of Jesus shall be glorified this morning. 
in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now it's so important in this time. Jesus went into Jerusalem and it was a special time for the uh, people in Israel. It were the days of Passover coming. And that was one of the greatest festivities in Israel because they remembered something. And God said to them that they should remember this very clearly because Israel was commemorating the redemption when they were led out of Egypt, out of slavery, into a new life for Israel. And we read in Exodus chapter 12, verse 2, This month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Now on this day, everybody, and when this festivity of um, Passover was, everybody in Israel had to come and participate on this celebration. And it was a fulfillment actually from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. And there it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble, even on a, on a cold. The fall of a donkey. Very interesting. Jesus didn't come here in just great might. He came on a donkey. And every, every oriental person knew when a king comes on a donkey and he comes not for war. He comes for peace. And that's interesting. But the day is going to come where Jesus is going to come again. And then he will ride on a horse. And we read it in Revelation chapter uh, 19, verse 22. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And who sat on it called, was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. We see when he came to Jerusalem, he came on a donkey as a humble king. And he came to pronounce peace and bring peace to Israel. And we see very clearly that Israel at that time has not acknowledged their time of visitation. Jesus came in order to bring peace to Israel. And we know Jesus he wanted to do that Israel would understand he is the Messiah, the Messiah of the people of Israel. Jesus descended from Bethphage many times when he came down from his uh, prayer place that was the Mount of Olives. He came down the same way and he saw Jerusalem in front of him when he decided on descended to Jerusalem. And when he saw Jerusalem, then we see something, and he wept. He wept. 
that's just interesting to understand what actually happened there. He wept. In Luke 19.41 we read, When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it. Interesting, it was not just a weeping. We read actually two times in the New Testament where Jesus wept. And two times in a different way. Jesus wept first of all, we read it, when he came to Bethany. Bethany was actually a place for Martha and Mary and Lazarus lived, and he was often there. And we read that he came to Bethany, and he wanted to visit uh, Martha and Mary, but her brother Lazarus was already dead. And Martha said, oh, if you would have come earlier, but you're coming actually too late. And she's like, where did you put him? And they let him out to the grave, and Jesus wept. Now, this word in Greek was edakrizen. That means he shed tears. It was seen Jesus was really weeping. But then a second time where the people acknowledged Jesus was weeping, and that was here in Luke 19.41. When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it. The Greek word here is eklosen. It's a total different word than the word before. That means, in other words, it was not shedding tears. It was a loud sobbing. And sobbing, loud sobbing is the deepest, deepest expression of sorrow. You know what it means is when somebody is very, very sad over a situation, either a husband or a child died or whatever, and there's loud sobbing. That's what Jesus did in Clausen. That means Jesus was sobbing. Something moved in his heart so strongly, so strongly. He saw Jerusalem in front of himself, and he was just about to move into Jerusalem. And he said very clearly, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often was I prepared to gather your children? That means the inhabitant of Jerusalem. To gather you like a hand is gathering its brood under her wings. Jesus was deeply, deeply moved. And Jerusalem was actually shut up for Jesus. And it says here, Jesus wanted to come to bring peace. In verse 42, if you had known in this day, even you, the things which made for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes. Everything was open there. If you only would know the things which made for peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. One thing is the most horrible thing, having had something 
and lost it and having it no longer. But now it is hidden from your eyes. What is it what Jesus was talking about? He cried about because he saw something coming. Jerusalem is actually called the city of peace. And here was the prince of peace, Jesus Christ, coming and bringing peace, or wanted to bring peace to Israel. And what can bring peace? Jesus is the prince of peace. And he wanted to enter Jerusalem, but Jerusalem was not willing to hear the word of Jesus. Many times in his lifetime, Jesus was in Jerusalem, and he preached in the temple. He preached there, and he was there. And people understood Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the Prince of Peace. Through Jesus Christ, we can have peace with God. Under loud sobbing, Jesus said, If you only would have known, this day, it was so close, Jesus was there. And he wanted to actually bring Israel and Jerusalem peace. Jerusalem, the city of peace, needed the prince of peace. And this prince of peace is going to come one day. The Bible says and speaks about very clearly. And he will come one day. And he will have his kingdom in Jerusalem for all over the world in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. That could be very, very soon. I don't know. If you follow history and if you follow actually Israel, what's going on in Israel, and the day is going to come, Jesus is coming back. Not on a donkey, but on a white horse. And all those who are with Jesus will follow him, we read in Revelation. And this day may be very, very soon. Now, what is it that gives us peace and brings peace? What is peace, actually? I heard so many different interpretations from people say, well, when I have the week finished with work and I come home, sit down in my nice big seat, switch the TV on, you know, and have a nice cigar, and that's peace for me, somebody said to me. You know what it is? It's a smoky evening. That's all it is. Peace is deeper, not just a little bit good feeling. I feel good. I relax now. No, no, no. It's more peace. It's a person. And that's important. The Apostle Paul said it clear in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. For he himself, whom is he talking about? He speaks about Jesus, the Apostle Paul. And he said, for he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier dividing wall. That's what peace is. 
Something is separating men from God, and the Bible calls it very drastic and clear. It is sin. S-I-N, sin. That's what separates men from God. It's your sin. And that's why when we come and if we confess our sins before him, then he will give us peace. He will forgive all our sins. That's what these two young people are saying this morning. Jesus has forgiven all my sins. I want to follow him. No turning back. Hallelujah. God bless you the moment you have taken this by faith in your heart. The Lord will bless you and you will go on following the Lord Jesus. Jesus, he was on the way actually to Calvary, to the place where peace had been made. Jesus died on the cross. And the Bible says in John chapter 1, the verses 11 to 12, he came into his own. Jerusalem, Israel was his own. He came to his own. And those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even those who believe in his name. People often make a mistake. They say, oh, well, we're all children of God. Are we? Are we? Somebody makes like this, you're right. We are not all children of God. That means not all men are creation of God. But becoming a child of God, you must be born again. And you have to do that what actually those who believed in Jesus Christ, they became the right to be a child of God. Hallelujah. I hear this morning some who could say with all of their heart, I am a child of God. Let me see your hands. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. If you can't say it with all of your heart, you're probably not a child of God. And that's what it is. Jesus came in order that we can become children of God. Faith in Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus? How often was God speaking to you? It's perhaps not the first time you're hearing the gospel. I don't know. You might have heard from many others. You might have read something about it. You might have read the Bible. Now Jerusalem's time of grace was running out. Some people say, well, when I'm old, then I can turn to God. It's wrong. That's a wrong calculation you make. When God speaks, now this day is the chance to get peace with God. This is a day the Lord has made for you that you can understand Jesus Christ and receive 
the peace with God. In Luke 13, 34, I read the scripture before. Jesus lamented over Jerusalem in another occasion. And he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets. Jesus reflects actually into the Old Testament where all the prophets of God came and they preached to Jerusalem. Although they were Jews, they were not holy. Although they were the Jews, the people of God, as God called them then as well, Israel was called after God's name. They were not holy. God sent prophets and they had to preach to them that they should return from their wicked ways and come to God and believe in him. Now let me read what Jesus said here. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children, that is your inhabitants, together just as a hen gathered her brood under her wings, and you would not have it. Jesus made it very clear. Actually, you rejected me. If you reject Jesus, God will reject you. Through Jesus Christ is the last attempt of God to reach humanity. And here we see Jerusalem, they heard and saw Jesus many times in the streets walking and preaching. Behold, and that's the thing, behold, your house is left to you desolate. You know what it means? Have you ever had the feeling of desolation? It's a horrible feeling. I remember once somebody broke in my car. Was not here in Australia. Was in Germany back there. And uh, I had uh, an office in the church on Sunday morning. I often went over into my office for prayer and for reading the word. And I passed by, by my car. The door of my car was open. It was not an angel who opened it for me. No. I looked in all my valuable things like driver's license and things like that. And uh, so it was all gone. I felt so horrible. How is that? Did you know? desolate. And that's what Jesus says, your house will be desolate. The temple will be desolate. There will be no worship any longer. The time will come. Israel's rational or national, Israel nationally overstepped the line of grace. Jesus was not recognized. Jesus looked down the tunnel about 40 years longer or ahead. And he saw Titus, the Roman 
soldier with his army came, and she said, not one stone of another will be left upon the other. Why not? It was known that actually in the temple, the stones had gold in between. And of course, that was so precious for the Romans, they broke every stone off in order to get access to the gold. What Jesus said came to pass exactly. What he said then came to pass. What he says today will come to pass. The day is going to come where Jesus will come. Now we know Israel suffered as a nation for 2,000 years. Persecution, anti-Semitism, and all these things. But the day is going to come where the Lord is, bring Israel, is going to bring Israel back and has happened already, has happened already. I like to watch these things from Israel through our dear friend in that regard because I made him a friend of mine. Amir Safati. And if you can get a hold somehow to this behold Israel, I think it's now a little bit changed. It's been called Telegram or something like that. And watch it. You see, this what Jesus said then long, 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 long before. What God prophesied through the prophets that God is going to bring Israel back. It's happening in our days. You see, Jesus knew everything. This greeting of Jerusalem was tragically for Israel and for Jerusalem. With a little story I want to conclude. An old seafaring, you know what it means? Where people were going overseas with big ships. Nowadays we are modern and we don't have these things anymore. But in old seafaring, there was one thing every skipper feared very, very badly. There was the salute of death. The salute of death. And there was something like that. These were sailing boats about 200 years ago and more. They were all sailing boats. They couldn't stop immediately. But when or if in a stormy night, all these sails had to be looked after. And all of a sudden, somebody might, might have phone overboard. And the whole crew was screaming, man overboard, man overboard. Because their sails were set. They couldn't stop immediately as modern ship could do, not quite immediately, but they can reverse, you know, the engine, and then it comes to stop quickly. But in those days, it was not possible because the ship went going on. 
They tried to do everything they could. They wanted to attend to the one who was over, fell overboard. They searched, but sometimes it was impossible. And after a while, they had to continue their travel. Something happened. And if this would have happened to any skipper in those days, that was the most horrible thing. A cannon shot was shot into the dark night. And perhaps this poor skipper who fell overboard, he was not too far, I don't know. But when he heard this cannon shot that meant for him something horrible, and it was called the salute of death. Every skipper knew if this cannon shot will be fired, that means we as a crew, we have done everything. We tried to find you, but we couldn't find you. And we have to keep going with our journey. And that meant, in other words, we couldn't help you. We couldn't help you. And we give you over to the sea. And may God perhaps be gracious to you. That's what I knew. That's what it meant. And the poor man overboard sank into the depths of the sea in a dark night. That was the most horrible thing. Jesus came to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. How often, how often, how often did I try to get your ears and to gather you like a hen. It's brood, but you didn't want it. But you didn't want it. Jesus was on the way to the cross in order to bring peace for the whole world when he died on the cross, but Israel didn't hear what Jesus said. And friends, that is so important. If Jesus speaks to you right now, open your heart for him. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Now, let's pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you for everyone who is here, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we are able to preach your word. I pray, Lord Jesus, that no one in this room, having heard the gospel that you came to save sinners, that no one, Lord, might overhear your word and rejects perhaps you. 
Lord, there's grace for everyone. And I thank you. I pray, Lord, that you may bless each and everyone in your precious name of Jesus. Amen.